Oh, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Amsterdam Talk Season 3. We're finishing up the Unconditional Love episode that we had started last week. Where everybody go? <laughs> had started last week um, with uh, the great couple, Janie and Russell, um, where they were speaking about their book that they had, you know, about unconditional self-love and, you know, the many struggles and self-doubt of insecurity, but, you know, learning to love themselves and the process as, as usual. Um, so, uh, I don't know where they went at, but maybe I should get straight into I Be Damn um, to keep the show actually rolling. Let me see what they're yelling me. All right, here we go. All right, so I just introduced you again. So when we left last week, you were explaining, Russell, about men not being successful into their 40s, and it cut off when you were saying, you know, because we waste time in our younger days, wasting time and energy on it, and it just went. Oh, okay. Yeah, so what I was about to say was I, I was alluding to the Napoleon Hill Think and Grow Rich book, right? Okay. So in there, in Chapter 11 of that book, the chapter is titled Sexual Transmutation, but he talks about how men don't reach their genius until like their late 40s, you know, maybe to mid 50s. And it's basically how they expend most of their energy in their younger years, you know, like chasing sex, things like that. You know, really trying to find themselves for the most part, but some take a lot longer. But eventually it's, when they slow down and, and they find that woman, that one woman, and now all of a sudden their sexual energy, they're able to transmute it and use more brain power and, and they tap into their genius at that point. So it's really not until they fall in love with a woman that they're in, truly inspired. So if you look at all the great men, especially in our community, you look at Malcolm X, you look at Martin Luther King, you look at the Obamas, you know, it's like there was always that woman that inspired them. Now, this is probably a question that everybody always asks, and I really know there's no definitive or no scientific answer to this. How do you know when it's, okay. when that's that person? Like, there's no scientific or no definitive answer where I can just say two plus two is four. This is how, how do you know? That's a good question. Um, so when you when you come into your higher self which is your higher god self and we kind of talked a little bit about this um last week right mm -hmm. you want to you're gonna know if that person is in their higher god self as well because it's gonna be based on divine things it's not gonna be based on superficial things mm -hmm. um and you will know you will feel it You'll be able to know. And the thing is, you guys, when you come to each other in your God, divine self, then that third energy, which is love or which is the most high God energy, mm -hmm. you continue to grow deeper and deeper and higher and higher into your God self. Okay. okay. So you'll know when that person is at least seeking their higher self seeking their God self. You will definitely know. The conversation is different. The emotions is different. They move different. Their their purpose is different. It, it's totally different. 
happens. So it's just butterflies every day. I'm guessing then, you know, yeah, you know, let, let me add, let me add a little something here. What will actually happen is you would meet the, as a man, as a masculine energy, you'll meet the feminine equal to yourself. Okay. So when me and her came together, she is like the feminine equal of me. So if I were to be a woman, I would be her, like her spirit, her soul. Okay. You know, and that goes into like our, our twin flame chapter. So it's almost like we're mirrors of each other. So we, we feed off of each other. Like, you know, when you meet that person mm -hmm. <clears throat> and you're around them for a short period of time, but it seems like you've known them forever and they could figure you out real quickly. And it's like, they, it's almost like they anticipate what you need, what you want. And, and it's already there. You know what I mean? Right. And the, the twin flame journey is not everyone's journey. This is actually a part of your DNA blueprint. This okay. is something that you and your twin de decided on eons ago that you would meet up in the physical realm when it is time to make a huge shift on the earth. Like now we're in the middle of a pandemic. I mean, you look around, the world is in uproar and the only way that we are all going to come into unity is through love. That's it. So it is not everyone's journey, but if it resonates deeply with you, it is probably a part of your DNA blueprint. And okay. when, and you activate each other. So when you meet, it's almost like he's and, and twisting the door to unlock everything. And not everyone will have your, your key to unlock you but we have that for each other. All right, so you know, the key to unlock you in the twin flame. So you said the twin flame is not everybody's journey. So what would be another journey if you're not on that twin flame path? So it, it could be something as simple as just a good relationship. Like you could find two people who are compatible. You could find a soulmate, right? Mm -hmm. So we, we talk about in the book as well, the difference between a soulmate versus a twin flame. So like a soulmate could be a situation where you come together just to accomplish like a particular goal, like to, to have children, to learn how to forgive. A soul you know, lesson. Yeah. Right, a soul lesson. And I'll let you go ahead and explain the rest. And twin flames come because there's a deeper mission for humanity. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people do get soulmates and twin flames confused. Soulmates, you could have many of them. Your, your mother could be your soulmate because there's something she's here to teach you. You could have many soulmates, but your twin flame literally has the blueprints of your DNA. And you guys are, you come together for a much higher mission and it is for humanity. So the, our relationship is not about us. And we, we know that and we understand that on a high spiritual level. It is mm -hmm. to anchor down unconditional love and spread that out so that other people can start to awaken to their higher self as well. Okay. Question shot about across, what about kindred spirits? So it would fall in alignment with everything that we're saying. You know, it, it could be something as simple as two people who are compatible. It could be the the soulmate. You know what I'm saying? You have soul tribes, you have a soulmate. Yep. And then there's the twin flame. So I think she was explaining in her process that the person asked the question. Yeah. I mean, kindred spirits are 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 spirits that are also could be a part of a whole group. 
you could have a group of souls that come together and travel to, to carry out a mission. Um, the, the twin flames is typically, and I'm not saying this is always, but it's typically a feminine and masculine energy that come together to harmonize and to heal each other polarity and anchor down the unconditional love of mother God, father God, so that you know that the love vibration, the God vibration is not a he, is not a she, it is a wholeness. Okay. Yeah. And that is exhibited in that relationship. That yin and yang theory, right? Exactly. That's Universal law says that there is the uh, the law of gender. There's two opposing energies, masculine, feminine, everywhere in the universe. Okay. But I want to go back to what you were saying last week before we actually got off when you were talking about negative energy. And I mean, as far as like you were talking about um, African-American women saying, I can't have this type of man. I can't do this. I can't do basically barriers, putting a barrier on yourself, blocking your blessings or blocking uh, your twin flame or energy that you're supposed to receive. Like, um, can you touch back on that again? Um, I think you had asked the question that uh, it wasn't a compliment. I think when a woman is. Oh, yeah. It was a compliment about being a strong black woman. Yeah. yeah, and we we agree that no, that's not a compliment. You know, um, we have been strong because we had no choice to be strong. So we have women that have been in their masculine energy, not because they want to, but because they have to. And sometimes as a woman, when you have been in your masculine energy for a long time, it's hard to know what's your feminine energy. But naturally, as a woman, as a feminine woman, I love easily. I nurture, I heal. That comes to me easily. Masculine, protect, provide, you know? So when we're both flowing in our energy, we are at optimum, you know? We, we're at optimum and we can create and keep putting things out into this world to help raise the consciousness on this earth. So it's just a matter of, programming we have been programmed you know in a lot of ways right now not just you know women are out of place but you have a lot of different things that are out of place when it comes to gender and stuff like that and i'm i don't have any issues with any of that but i'm just saying programming um yeah so as women we we have we've been just out of place and men too well, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not going to say, go ahead, Russell. You can go. No, I was just going to add one thing. If, if we're being honest, a woman's real strength lies in her femininity. Okay. And and that's what I was getting ready to circle with that. So you took that out my mouth and I was getting ready to say, now I'm not talking about LGBT community. I'm talking about straight heterosexual women now okay. that have masculine energy. Okay. And then you said things are out of place. This is 2023. Mm-hmm. So things are out of place. So how do you get to if you have two a masculine woman and a masculine man, how do does that work? No. <laughs> that's, that, that's where conflict comes in relationships. Yeah. You see that a lot now because you have a lot of these women who had to fend for themselves for long periods of time. You know, they're at home cutting their own grass, taking out the groceries, carrying like stacks of water into the house after they brought groceries home you know things like that they're hanging up their own pictures and lifting heavy things now their bodies are starting to produce more testosterone than estrogen 
You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. their their masculine, our bodies are chemical factories. So they're they're starting to become a little bit more masculine, more edgy, things of that nature. So now, you know, they come and, you know, they're with a man. And sometimes that stuff shows up because it would take a minute for it to level back out, right? But it's gonna take a strong masculine man that knows his strength, you know, and her understanding her strength and him working together. That's why knowledge is power. That's why we should seek knowledge and understand from a more scientific standpoint than just shallow. And one more thing I'll say, I remember one time the minister stated that there were three things that they would never teach black people in America. And one was the science of war, the science of money, and the science of relationships. Yeah. Because if you look at it, our relationships, they're based upon more Western culture, like materialism, right? You know, we're more of a communal people, you know? So it's like, if you look at most relationships today, the, the women are looking at the man, they're looking at everything on the outside of them. How much money does he make? What kind of car does he drive? Where does he work? Are those gators he got on? Like, what kind of coat is that? You know, and the man's looking at her body, you know, he wants to know all these materialistic type things, right? Mm-hmm. But but time catches up to all that. It, it has a shelf life. So one of the things we, we spoke about before was, you know, you have short-term goals and you have long-term goals, right? True. You know, you know and like the long-term goals when, when two people meet it might be okay we're gonna we're gonna date we're gonna get married we're gonna have children we're gonna put them in private school we're gonna buy this house we want this type of car right well if both of you have adequate employment or or business and you know you're educated three to five years you might meet all those goals you know and you get to the point where now you're looking at each other you're bored because like what's next right uh-huh. And like, and I'll give you an example, like Phelps, the swimmer, right? Uh-huh. They said he worked so hard to become the best swimmer in the world. And then when he obtained it, he started going to depression because that was his whole life was working to get there. Uh-huh. And, and you look at a lot of people like your Jordans and when they get there, now they start self-destructing. They're going to gamble. They want to do all these other things because they're looking for a new challenge, right? Uh-huh. So we say not only do you have short term goals, long term goals, you have to have infinite goals. And that's where you start looking at studying more deep spiritual aspects of life that you're an eternal soul. Right. Uh-huh. And that you should be trying to walk to God together, you know, and there, there's life after this life. Right. The only thing that's infinite is your consciousness. That's the only thing you take from this from this physical plane when you leave is your consciousness, which is your memories, your love, and that's it. You don't take anything physical from here. And think about it. And if you evolve that on a day-to-day basis, every day she's meeting a new man and I'm meeting a new woman. And so the fire just keeps going because we're constantly renewing ourselves. We're sharing new wisdom. We're we're researching new things and we're going on this adventure. Life's a journey. And we individually and independently work on becoming the best and highest versions of ourselves. Exactly. And then when we're doing that independently and individually, when we come together, it's, it's fire. fire. 
understand. Now, yeah. to, to cross your theory, uh, Janie, you say we don't take anything when we, when we leave here, which is true. The Egyptians tried that shit. <laughs> so, so facts. They, they, they failed. Facts. Our, an, our ancestors tried to take their gold, their money. Burying with all that. Exactly. They, they have the tomb robbers. Right. They tried. Exactly. Exactly. So, all we take is our consciousness. So if we could work every day into you know gaining more wisdom into our consciousness. We're going to be amazing because the truth is we're going to take that in our next journey, wherever we may be on a different planet when we leave this planet in this lifetime. Yeah. And, and one more thing, like you, you take like like we said, you could only take in that proverbial bag your conscious memories. So that's why it's so important to create memories. You know what I mean? The love in the memories is what you take and what you leave. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. That's good. I just want to say. Like we create memories, right? But what could hold you to come back is if you're creating from a low vibration of guilt and shame. Let's say you are killed because someone shot you and you were in fear. You may have to come back another lifetime just to repeat that one episode of fear and, and turn that fear into love. So when you, could, when you can create in love, you could leave here freely. You 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 may not want to come back to redo nothing because you will get a life review. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I wanted to, you know, say that, you know, when you speak about making memories and, and things of that nature, like that starts off at birth because regardless of what a parent, mother or father, grandparent, whoever bought a child something, they might not remember that. They'll remember you taking them here or showing them there. So you're 100% right on that, you know, as far as like creating memories. So when you find your twin flame, your soulmate or whatever, it's like what you do to on that road and journey that you do, you'll remember that. But then also, like Russ said, in three to five years, if we're financially stable, we're trying to reach these goals in five years as a Jordan and the Phelps, we maxed out. What yeah. else can we do now? Exactly. So, and yeah. I, I may fall into a depression like now. I don't know if I want to be with you. And the, the flame has burnt out because everything has been done. We did it so quickly. Yep. That's or, why it can't be based upon materialism. And I, I, I totally understand that, that it can't be based on materialism. But everything we look at these days from, um, I know you guys probably not into it, but a lot of people on social media, they look at these celebrities, say, oh, these are our relationship goals. This is this goal. This is this goal. But my whole concern with it is like, we see them in front of the cameras. We don't know what's going on inside that house. Right. Somebody could exactly. actually be miserable. You yeah. know, right. right. Violence and more going on, but you only see what's going on in, that t in front of that TV. Yeah, that's why people can't take all that at face value, right? Because we, we see what happens in the media, right? We see a lot of these people have millions of dollars, blow their brains out, drug themselves to death, yeah. you know, and and do a lot of crazy things. But at the end of the day, if you really look at it, why do people want to be rich? Why do they want to have the nicest house, nicest car? You know, at the end of the day, people are they're looking for love, happiness, joy. You know, they're looking for these things and they think that you can buy them. You can't buy them. These are things that you can only get by giving it to yourself, by going deep within, connecting to nature and the most high. That's the only way. Get happy first, right? That's why 
you know, not trying to be religious or anything, but it says seek the kingdom first, which is knowledge, wisdom, understanding, right? You you chase that higher consciousness and the, the rest, all these other things will be added on. That's right. I'd rather be happy first and then acquire a million dollars than acquire a million dollars when I'm miserable. You know, like look at the people who hit the lotto. Within two years, they're normally broke. You see what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's a con consciousness. Mm -hmm. So it's like we should seek joy and, and find it in the little things. Because if you can't find it in the little things, you're not going to find it in the bigger things. Right. And, and that's one of my things, one of, one of my favorite movies, um, Barry Gordy's Last Dragon. When Tamik says, you know, you reached the upper level when your mind, body, and soul can be one. There you go. <laughs> so that's, that's a bar right there. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> And that's, and that's um and that's enlightenment when you get to enlightenment you understand that you are god that god and you is the same and not only that we are one with all other human beings and all of the cosmos as well so that is true enlightenment and not just knowing it but living it embodying it and being it right so we we talk about love but i am love Every day I embody that energy. You know, I do everything from that vibration, business, relationships. And sometimes the loving thing is saying no and setting boundaries. So I don't want people to think that a loving vibration is all butterflies, like you say, and just, you know, being weak is not, you know, love is, is strength, is strong. And in love, I could set boundaries. I could say no. But that's one of the so, things pe people feel like they can't say these days. No, like, no, you got to say no, because if I say yes to you every time, I mean, you could do a million things for a person. And once you say that one no becomes a whole issue, like, no, like you have to be able to, like you said, self-care, self-love and unconditional love. No has to be a part of your vocabulary. Yes. Yeah, that is, <laughs> no is powerful. one of the most powerful words yep. in the English language. It is very <laughs> Uh, I see what you said, uh, Black Marvel. Wealth is a state of mind, just like marriage. Now we're going to go back to the professor from Morgan when we spoke about that, because I remember you was here, Black Marvel, when he said that. Wealth is a state of mind, but these days, marriage is damn near business now. It's all about status. And what did I say on that show? I said, you'll never see a Caucasian female marry down in status. You'll never see it. I don't know if you remember that episode, but um, we were speaking about, you know, business model for marriages and basically saying, like, when you have a certain status quo, you'll never see you'll see a man. He'll do it all day. He'll marry down in status, but a white woman will never do it. And I just don't. I mean, we just spoke about that for a little bit um, that. But you also said, but love is one dimensional. Plus, most people don't know that there are different types of love, although they know about the five love languages. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's all he said. Yeah, but know. yeah, love can be expressed in so many ways. Love it's, is multi-dimensional. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's not just in relationships between men and women or masculine and feminine energy. You know, like say for example, a person is single right now, right? Mm -hmm. Like we we were both single before we came together, and it's like you have to learn how to fall in love with yourself. You know, fall in love. You know, whether you have children. You know, you have friends, co-workers, your job, you know, there's all kind of different ways that love expresses itself. It's it's that highest emotion in the universe. And it's expressed in everything and everybody. Right. You know what I'm saying? So if God is love, that's multidimensional. 
Okay, so I was getting ready yeah. to go to that, to say that you're single. So, like, how do you tend to mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual needs as you're single? Great. Well, I could answer that. You go ahead. Yeah. So, no. like, I could give you a prime example. So, prior to us meeting, I went through a divorce. She went through a divorce. So, you know, I was married for 20 years. So, I had a lot of energy that's still there that I had to work through, right? Right. So... I had to learn how to spend more time by myself because I was more identified with being married and my children and my family. Mm-hmm. That's who I was, right? Right. So now it's like I have to redefine myself. So now I have to go back to zero and build myself back up. So, you know, like say on a scale of one to 10, as far as your mindset, your emotions, where you're at, you know, say you come home one day and you know, I, I learned how to cook. So I, I would say you're at a five, you're just mid range feeling all right, right? Mm-hmm. I, I would cook a, a nice meal, right? I would burn a candle, I would read a book, I would work out, I like listening to jazz or, or love songs. And you do these things each time you're going up a notch, right? So now you're back up to eight, nine, 10, and you're all by yourself, right? I did that for months, you know, did it for a year, two years. Now, all of a sudden, I'm so comfortable with me having a blast, right? right so right. now I'm like, I want to share this with somebody else. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's like, so if I would have went to them when I was five, guess what I'd attract? You don't attract what you want. You attract what you are. So if I'm five going out looking for a relationship because I'm lonely, you're going to attract the five. Oh, it's going to be toxic. You see what I'm saying? But if I work on myself... And now I'm up there hanging around eight, nine, 10, nine, 10, nine, 10. My heart's emoting that energy out into the universe. It's signaling. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Somebody else over there is working on themselves. Yeah. They're up there eight, nine, 10. They're emoting. And now you meet, whether you're, it's in the grocery store, the gas station, your, wherever. Your energies will magnetize. The energy. Your soul will introduce to that person before you guys even get to know each other's name. Okay, we had a question before you answered, Jenny. We had a question prior to that. They said they say there's someone for everybody, but what if they just don't meet? You may not meet this lifetime. And and that that's true. If I don't know if if you've ever people out there that's asking this question, you might dream about your twin flame. You may see your twin flame in the dream world. And you never meet on the physical plane, but you feel them, you know, their energy, you know, you, you have these amazing dreams of this love out there and you may never meet this lifetime, but you're preparing each lifetime to, to meet on the physical realm It's also said that once twin flames come in union, they don't incarnate back on earth. They go, they go somewhere else in the cosmos because their mission was done here. Let, let me let me add something because I know there's probably some people sitting there looking at the screen going, "What the heck are they talking about?" Like, yeah, so, yeah no, what, uh, well, yeah, but I'm just saying, arranged. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm gonna add this because the whole concept of reincarnation, I, I think a lot of people get caught up in their religious beliefs, right? And that's mm-hmm. where cognitive dissonance sets in, right? Right. So whether you want to believe in reincarnation or not, there's thousands of stories out there, and, and I don't know how you could deny it. But if, if you study the history of religion, particularly Christianity, which the majority of us have been indoctrinated with, 
-hmm. You know, mm -hmm. we hear of the Council of Nicaea, 325 AD. Well, 553 AD at the Council of Constantinople, this is the second ecumenical council, they, they remove reincarnation from the religious faith. So up until that point, that's 553 years after the death of Christ, right? That they removed it. So, and if you really read inside scripture carefully, they actually talk about reincarnation. Yeah, so, I just actually pulled it up for you. So uh, the chapter said had done undone the work of the council, uh, Chaldon of 451. The council of Constantinople would have been 553. That would have been the second council. Oh, wrong one then. I apologize. <laughs> well, yeah, one was the uh, wanted, Council of Nicaea. I wanted to mention um, just a second ago about, you know, what single people should be doing, right? And this is this is if you want to be in that divine relationship. And this is for men and women. One of the things that I, I set out to do is that I didn't want just any relationship. I used the word divine. And when I started writing down the things that I wanted, and we he he can vouch for this because he's seen my journal. Okay. I wanted a divine lover, and I only wanted divine relationships, business, friendships, everything. So divine relationships was one of the things I wrote down. Then I wanted a divine lover who knew themselves in God. Okay. And that's so important because when people don't know who they are, Mm -hmm. It's going to be hard to cultivate a divine relationship because you have to know who you are in God first. Your partner have to know who they are in God and you come together in that divine energy. And when I tell you, I only surrounded myself with loving energy. I use the word love all the time. I used to be like, oh, I love that shirt. I love this food. I love this day. I use the word use the word love in your language. Mm -hmm. only listen to loving music. Music is very vibrational. Don't listen to things that's not loving because you're putting yourself in that energy. I had to become divine love in order for me to attract divine love. Literally become it. A breaking of old beliefs and patterns, a complete dismantling of how I view the world and a rebuilding of divine love. Those are complete different lens. So I want people to understand that you have to intentionally want this. Right. If it resonates with you and this is something you want and you want to be in union with your, your divine. And let me tell you, twin planes are coming into union because we need it. We need all the love anchored down on this earth right now. We need it. The earth is transcending and what can't, can't lift up, got to go. Right. So... Be intentional. Be intentional on what you want. Oh, I'm trying to see. Are oh, they talking about zodiac signs? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> they're talking about Gemini. So I, I, some people believe in that stuff. You know, some don't. But this energy is, you know, it, it, it's fire, earth, air. You know, water. All of it is energy, and you know, we we would we can go there. Too. We could go there. <laughs> I'm a Scorpio. Yeah. <laughs> Your Scorpio and she is a Sag. Sagittarius. Okay. All right. Yeah. 
Ava said, it's how you view the world and yourself. Okay, yeah, that, that is true, how you view the world and yourself. And just like Russ said, if you out here at a four and a half or five, you're going to get a four and a half or five, but you want to be around the eight nines, nines, tens, or eights, nine and a half, nine point nine. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause the energy you put out is the is what you're going to attract. You know, the way you portray yourself is what's going to flock to you, just like the moth to the flame. Um, yeah. And our women, our women, our wombs hold creation. So I want women to know that you you hold the key to creation. So everything that you reproduce, every everything that that is a uh, direct relation to you is 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 because of who you are. So everything, our how our home runs is because of how my energy is in this home how our relationship runs is because of how my energy is so as women we don't we have to we have to master our emotions we have to stay aligned because we align our children our our masculine counterparts we align that as well if i'm chaos as a woman everything around me is going to be chaos period some people love that I can't do it. <laughs> it's, to it's toxic. I cannot do chaos. I, I, I cannot. I need, I love peace. <laughs> I know y'all heard that the woman's a multiplier. So it's like whatever we give them, we plant our seeds. They're the earth. We plant the seed in the earth. Whatever you put in there is what you're going to get. And back that's and true. And that's true. So, so as if, men, yeah. If you give them hell, guess what your life's going to The be. woman's going to give you hell. Because <laughs> think you're planting a seed in her womb. And, and we're not just talking about creating babies. We're talking about creating love, peace, harmony, you know, health, all of that, joy. Yeah. So let me say this, fellas. A properly loved woman is a genie in a bottle. I can't put it no simpler than that. Which is true. And 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 what I was getting ready to say is, you know, it's the uh, Newton's laws transferring of energy. So you said a womb, and you're not talking about babies, just regular intercourse, whatever. When you take no soul ties on, you don't know what people are putting inside you. They're putting demons or whatever facts. inside you. That's facts. Facts. Sex is a sacred energy exchange. There you go. You're so you energy. And you should not waste that energy. You should use that energy to manifest, to create, to imagine. That is sacred energy exchange. And so that goes back to what Russell was saying earlier about Napoleon's Hill exactly. uh, book is that a lot of young exactly. guys, they're wasting their sexual energy on woman after woman after woman. And it is pointless. And you're left depleted. You have no life force energy. You know, you're just winging it. That same energy that you're ejaculating is the same. That semen is coming from the brain. So when they say you effing crazy, you could have yourself, you, you're losing that energy. So when you learn how to say semen retention, you really understand how to make love and how to properly have sex. And you learn how to not waste that energy and send it back up the spine. That's where the whole thing about the Kundalini or the serpentine fire comes from. So that's a whole nother story. But it's like we got away from the science of our ancestors on how to live life. You know, we're just out here, you know, like, for example, like when when man, you know, has lost his expression. Right. So it's uh -huh. like 
he's like the the beast of the field. So he's out here like so if he loves a woman, he just wants to have sex. And if he's upset with her, he wants to get physical. That's because he's lost his mind. You know, when we're on top of our game, you look at the, the Moorish civilization and back in Egypt, you know, we're, we're writing poetry, we're creating music, you know what I'm saying? We're philosophers, you know, we're developing spiritual systems when we're on top of our game. So we're doing stuff at a high level. We're developing mathematics. We're building pyramids. We're doing all these things. But now we've been stripped down to, to what we are now. We're down here in this third dimension just wallowing. And the program is to keep you in your animalistic ego, man. You want to get into your, your God, man, and God, woman. That, that's where you want to go. So you have to overcome the ego and the animalistic uh, urges. You have to. You know, and that goes back to what we said on part one last week. It's like you come together. Like like I said, when we first met, it's like I could be like, I see you. Yeah. You know, the God in me sees and acknowledges the goddess in her okay. and vice versa. And we waste no energy. And, and also, <laughs> so it goes back to your question earlier, right? You were saying, how do you know, right? Mm -hmm. So she speaks to my the higher aspect of me. She That's speaks to my higher self. Like she doesn't come to me trying to manipulate me with her looks and her sexuality. She doesn't try to manipulate me like that, especially at when we first met. It wasn't like that. It was like she tried to tap into here and here. You see what I'm saying? And that's the way she speaks. Even if we have a disagreement, she speaks here and here. She doesn't talk at me. She talks to me. And it's always for to better me. You know what I mean? So it's like, and that's how you could tell if someone's in their lower chakras. Yeah, as well. and, and see, that's what really had me fall deeply in love. She's very empathetic. So it's like how most people would get pissed and talk to your lower nature, right? Mm -hmm. And and they bring out the devil in you instead of the God in you by the way they communicate with you. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So she would be, if I would say if I said something that was in the wrong or whatever it would hurt her because she felt that I wasn't being my better self. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, totally it, it, wasn't, it wasn't taken personal. It was all about my self-development. And that's the way we roll. We're, we're constantly like, we know that we have no plans on leaving each other. So it's like, how do we make each other better? Cause it's like, I'll take care of me for you and you take care of you for me. Yeah. And that's the way we flow. It's bigger than us. Yeah, it's bigger than us. And the thing is, like we use the analogy of the full bottle, right? So if our bottles are always full, because we go to source to get full, we don't have to go to each other to get full. We yes. go to each other to, to pour into each other. And watch that. People will pillage your energy. Energy vampires, watch that. Watch that big time. They will drain you dry and leave you. So you have to learn to set boundaries, protect your energy, and know where to go to replenish your own energy so that you don't go to other people to, to replenish you as well. There's lots of ways that you can go to the source, to nature, to replenish your life force energy, your prana. Okay, okay. Gosh, I think thing before we get out of here, I think like when you speak of a gate, what about a gape love? Agape. Agape. <laughs> that's, well, that's yeah, I'm, agape. I'm sorry. That's very interesting. You you, you well, want to talk on that? I, well, isn't agape 
in the religious sense supposed to be like the unconditional love well yeah so that comes from greek culture right so they were like different types of love and agape being the highest but that that's a little tricky because if you really look at it, it it had something to do in the ancient world with homosexuality it was about a man and a boy but now the church is taking it and twisted it into something else right but i understand the person is probably talking about that unconditional the highest yeah. form of unconditional love but that that comes from greek culture though okay all right so this is part of the show like you missed last week because it's at the end i told you about we do this thing called um i be damned where we talk about um individuals who had uh crazy dates but this is not even a crazy date this is since valentine's day is coming i reached out to my guy to dread god and he sent me a story and about a secret admirer since it's around valentine's day and it gets a little crazy uh so where did uh, um, he started, he told, said, hey, Rod, okay, so it all started when my homeboy's friend found pics of me on Grinder, which is a date nap. It wasn't the first time someone used my pictures for a date nap, so I wasn't shocked at all. A couple of weeks go by and someone starts leaving flowers at my job anonymously. I'm thinking it's probably one of my coworkers playing games. I clock out and head to my car and some dude is posted up next to it. He sees me and says, hey, sexy kid. I said, who are you? He says, we met on Grindr. Then you disappeared. I say, what the hell is Grindr? He's like, it's a dating app. I said, bro, I have no idea. What are you talking about? I'm out. He's like, so you're just going to take my money and leave and we're supposed to go to Rome. Side note. Mans was about to take me all the way to Rome, but you women can't even get me a full for full from Wendy's. Uh, back to the story. He's like, I know you're just scared. I want to pick up where we left off. I said, bro, nothing against you, but I don't even swing like that, nor do I have any type of dating app. I go to open my car door. This man's going to push it closed. I said, what the fuck? He said, like, let's just talk about it. It starts to rain out, out of nowhere. And this dude starts, he starts singing, dead ass, singing and dancing in front of me. He does a little twirl and I dive in my car and pull off. I look in my rearview mirror and see, he's, see him yelling, you can't escape me. I pull up to the park the next day. I'm telling all my friends, no one believes me. We start hooping and I look over and I see this dude ducked off in the corner. I'm like, bro, how was you finding me? I tell my homeboy, he's like, bro, just finish the game. We get done, and then all I hear is, we got next. I look over, and it's the guy and his friends. I'm like, man, forget that. I grab my stuff and start walking to my car, and he steps in front of me. He said, you can either give me my 5000 back, or you can teach me how to love you properly. What is it going <laughs> to be? I said, bro, get the hell out of my way. You got catfish. That's on you. I walk past him. He yanks me by my head and puts me in a chokehold. The whole time he choking me, he whispering in my ear. See, you could have been in Rome getting choked like this, but you wanted to play dumb. <laughs> so you can't see the video, but he like he's like, as you see in the video, after I slammed him on his neck, he went home and never saw him again and never found out who got the money from that fake account. Moral of the story is, ladies, I'm worth five thousand dollars. Come correct or don't come at all. The wow. end. <laughs> so, wow. 
so man um, god yeah Wait. so how, how do you how do you handle that if that situation happens well I don't know about yeah, that. I don't think I'd even that wouldn't even get close <laughs> with me. They wouldn't have got that close. But you know what's crazy? Those situations like that end up very dangerous. Yeah, they do. Are are fatal. <laughs> are fatal. Stay off dating apps. Yeah, we, yeah. we joke about that stuff with these 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 um stories I get, but I do know it's true, you know people do this all the time steal other people's yeah. pictures get you to meet them and, and i never understood with these apps like if this is the first meetup and i know i'm not comfortable with you we need to meet in a public place where there's a lot of people at or something exactly not meeting you at your house not no. doing that, not doing that that's 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 like a number one red flag right there yeah and that, and that goes to show that <clears throat> we've gotten away from meeting people face to face and you know being around people that can be validated mm -hmm. you know what i mean the, the whole right. six degrees of separation yeah you, you're getting catfish you don't know who the heck you're talking to yeah well yeah i mean yeah, yeah and i feel you black marvel there's no way shape or form you should be able to catch fish, fish me with apple's facetime uh duo uh Bunch of uh, video apps, Facebook Messenger, Instagram. Live. There's no way this should be happening. Too, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, don't uh, be desperate. Yeah, but, yeah. but thank you for coming back and finishing yeah. up from last week. Like we said, we're going to edit everything together and put it as a one show. Yeah. Yeah. If anybody wanted to speak to you directly, um, how can they reach you? They want to follow you. There we go. <laughs> Yeah, so on Instagram, that's probably the best way to reach or follow me. I am nurse practitioner underscore hired on Instagram. And Russ is at Chef Russ Seven. Check out all his amazing meals. I mean, he got some really good stuff, you know, especially if you want to eat healthy, start preparing your food at home. That's one of the things that you'll start attracting people to you. That's already on that, uh, you know, inner space going within. Because cooking is one of those really meditative things you could do for yourself. And also Russell Bruce on Facebook. Okay. Yeah. Now, remember tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, um, we were finishing up this show today. So there is a show tomorrow. We're leaving from unconditional love today and going in tomorrow to how to recover from toxic relationships. Ooh, that should be good. <laughs> so we'll be here tomorrow at 8 p.m. I'll have another I'll be damn as normal around about 9 o'clock tomorrow. So definitely I will see you tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7, 7 Central. Um, get the immediate ebook for download at www.mphired.com or capacity2love.net. Make sure you follow them and check them out. Um, Somebody's going to buy something. Everybody buys something from, you know, um, like I have this book right here that I actually need to read. The lady that was on the show, she sent this to me. I'm single, but not, I'm single, but not sorry. Mm. Um, so most likely I'll probably download your stuff. Or if you got a paperback or a hardback, I'll buy it as well. Yeah, we got both. It'll change your life. It's, 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 um, it's, it's all self-mastery. 
Oh, so matters of the yeah, heart and the soul. Every, everybody think it's just <clears throat> just a love book about our story, and it, it's deeper than it. it teaches people basically, you know, the skills to love themselves deeper, to draw in that type of love on all levels. Yeah. And we are at season four of our podcast, Matters of the Heart and Soul. And that's another way Russell and I um, come together in, in mind and heart. And uh, we, we talk about a lot of things on that podcast. Everything. <laughs> well, we have to yeah. check it out. Yeah. Check it out. But definitely thank you for coming on here. So as always, I tell people you're always welcome back whenever you want to come back. So doors yeah. are always open. We appreciate it. Thank you. To come back. Um, I'm pretty sure since Ava's reading your book, she's gonna send me some more stuff to be like, bring them back. Leave a review, <laughs> please, Ava, Anytime. on Amazon. Uh, reviews are important for authors. Yes, it leave is. a review. We appreciate that so much. Well, it's important for everything now because you know people read reviews and say, I I don't really read reviews because I I figure like I used to work in retail and stuff like that. I'd be like, maybe it was just a bad day there or something yeah. like that. So I have to go experience it, but. I will never go back to the IHOP on the West Bank in New Orleans because they didn't have any. <laughs> they didn't have any any silverware. They ran out oh. of plates. They ran out of forks. And I'm thinking like, yo, who's stealing the forks? Like y'all ain't got a dishwasher back there. So wow. yeah, I'll never yeah, go back to New Orleans funny. on the West Bank for that. Wow. But, was that like at the beginning of the pandemic and it was just reopening? Or? No, this was like 2018, 19. Wow. Pre-pandemic. Wow. <laughs> it's just free. They just didn't have any silverware. It was like people in there stealing and stuff. Like, oh man, this is crazy. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. But definitely thank you for coming. I learned a lot. Um, we're gonna edit this together, put it together. Um, right. Um, like I said, you're always welcome back. So for y'all out there in, in YouTube land, tomorrow, eight o'clock, recovering from toxic financial, what she say, toxic relationships, a tag on with being wiped out financially by Ooh. somebody. I said, okay, all right. <laughs> Don't yeah. tell you the story. Yeah. You shouldn't be doing joint accounts until you really know the person, know how they operate with money. <laughs> so, it happens, though. It happens. It happens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's one thing I was always told. You need to see how people operate with money first before you decide to do anything. Yeah, I agree. So, so. Yeah. All right, we appreciate it so much. Right, thank you. And um, what days do y'all come on? Are y'all live or y'all do record? Or, and you put we it on. Mix it up. We we mix it up. We be doing when we get downloads and we need to send a message out. We get it out. Okay. Yeah. Right. I'll yeah. I'll look for it. I'll subscribe to it tonight as I'm watching the rest of the game. There you go. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you for coming. See y'all tomorrow, eight right. o'clock. Thank you. Right. Toxic relationships. <laughs>